welcome back to the Hard Feelings Podcast. This is the mental health podcast where we talk about anxiety and depression, aka hard feelings. I'm so happy to have you here this week. If you missed last week's episode, it was a good one. I talked about people pleasing, which is something I chronically struggle with, but I'm actively taking little tiny baby steps to get better. So if you also struggle with people pleasing, I highly recommend you go listen to that one after this episode, of course. And if you are watching me on YouTube, hi, hello, I see you. Well, I I don't currently see you, but you can see me, and you can see that I have a very bold, colorful, graphic liner look on. I'll have all of the makeup details listed in the description box, and if you're not seeing me because you're listening, that's okay. I I love getting real close to the mic and chatting right into your ear, but if you ever do want to see me, definitely come subscribe on YouTube as well, and check me out on Instagram if you're more interested in short-form beauty and mental health related content, but enough about all of that. Now let's talk about this week's topic, which is healing your inner child. Oh my gosh, this has been my soapbox lately. I am so about healing my inner child. It's really all I want to do lately, (laughs) specifically things that I think 13-year-old me would have enjoyed. So today I'm going to talk about what healing your inner child is, what it looks like, who actually needs to heal their inner child. Spoiler alert, it's everybody, but I'm going to talk all about what that means to me and how I heal my own inner child. As always, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not here to give you medical advice. I'm just here to share my own mental health journey with you and hope that it helps you feel a little less alone and hope that I can give you some coping mechanisms that have helped me too. So let's get into healing our inner children. Childs? Yes, our collective child, right? (laughs) So let's start off with who actually needs to heal their inner child. Now, despite what you might think, preconceived notions you may have, Healing your inner child is not just reserved for people who have had traumatic childhoods, and of course people that have had traumatic childhoods absolutely deserve to heal that part of themselves, and I hope they get the help that they need. But if you, like me, had a pretty good childhood, that doesn't mean that you don't still have part of your childhood that needs healing, because as we grow up, as we get older, we learn how to express ourselves a lot better. We learn our likes and dislikes, and also we have more autonomy over ourselves. I was talking about this topic with my therapist in therapy yesterday and how I've been working on healing my inner child and I just feel so passionately that everyone should do it whether or not you had a traumatic childhood or not and she brought up the point about autonomy. You know, when we're kids, our parents have to make a lot of decisions for us and I'm not saying that's wrong because of course we're still learning. They need to make sure that we're safe. That should be parents' utmost priority but that does also mean that they make a lot of decisions for us and when we grow up, we get to make our own decisions ourselves. For example, you know, if, if you're very fortunate when you're a kid, your, your parents buy clothes for you. They buy things for your room for you if you're fortunate enough to live in a house or an apartment. Like, your parents create the environment around you and, you know, you may have parents like mine who let you paint your room whatever color you wanted and pick out your decorations, but there's just still a lot of things that your parents have to do for you. And, you know, we all grow up with varying levels of strictness and rules. Some parents won't let you wear makeup till a certain age. I couldn't wear makeup until I was 13. You couldn't dress a certain way or your parents wouldn't buy you certain clothes that they didn't feel were appropriate. Just all of these things that they're making decisions on because you live under their roof. They have the power to do so. You're a kid. They're trying to guide you in the right direction. But when you are an adult, you get to go back 
and do all of the things that you never got to do. Or even if you got to do them, sometimes it's just fun to go back and do them again. It really does feel so healing. Something I've been doing a lot lately is watching all of the TV shows that I used to watch when I was in middle school, especially Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. I loved that one in middle school and I love it as a 28 year old adult. And it's just really cool to go back and watch something that I enjoyed so much as a kid and to see that I still enjoy it as an adult. Because I think especially what's fun about doing inner child healing work, and I promise I'll talk more about other ways I work to heal my inner child, not just watching TV. But I remember when I turned 24, I like felt really old. And obviously we know 24 is not old. I'm 28 now and I know I'm not old at all, but I, I reached an age in my mid 20s, 24 for me, where I just started to feel like time was flying by. I felt like my youth was being ripped away from me, my childhood was long gone, and it just feels very overwhelming. So it's cool to go back as an adult to something I enjoyed so much as a child and to get the same amount of joy out of it and to get new joy out of it, to discover things I didn't remember about it, you know? So that's really cool. But like I said, watching old TV shows that you liked when you were a kid is not the only way to heal your inner child. There are so many things you can do. One thing I've been really enjoying is early 2000s fashion is coming back right now in the year 2023, which is amazing. And I grew up in the early 2000s reading Teen Vogue, reading Cosmo Girl, reading Tiger Beat, reading all of these fun teen magazines where the girls in the magazines would be dressed in the latest fashions and I wanted to look like them so bad. I wanted to dress like them. I wanted to wear the hair clips they wore. I wanted to wear the cute outfits they wore, but I had certain limitations because the girls in those magazines were adults and got to dress themselves. And I was a kid who still had to shop in the kids section and, you know, go shopping with my mother who, you know, rightfully so had some restrictions on what I was allowed to wear. So it's been really fun for me to go back now and pick out some outfits that I think are fashionable now, but also would been fashionable then and it just feels very healing. Oh, another thing. Oh my gosh. I'm just going to give you all of the examples of ways that I feel I've been healing my inner child. A couple weekends ago, I walked to Marshall's by myself and I picked up a bunch of dresses that I knew I wasn't going to buy because they were like very fancy and I knew I didn't have an event to wear them to. And I just tried them on and had a blast in the dressing room. I highly recommend you take yourself on a date to do that. Doesn't need to be Marshall's, any department store, anywhere locally, like just grab a bunch of funky outfits that you think your inner child would have loved and try them on. Who cares if you're not going to buy them? Who cares if you have nowhere to wear them to? It's just fun to play dress up, you know, and that's another way of healing your inner child for me is I loved playing dress up as a kid. Who says I can't do it as an adult? I'm doing it in a different way. You know, instead of going out of a bin of old dance costumes in my parents' basement, I'm going to Marshall's and trying on their dresses. But doing activities that you enjoyed doing as a kid as an adult, it, it just feels so good. I can't explain the science behind you of what's healing about it. Like I said, you know, I enjoyed playing dress up as a kid. There was nothing traumatic that happened around playing dress up, dress up that needs to be healed for me, but it's just fun to do it again now. I think what it really comes down to is when we're kids, it often feels like, we are running out of time. At least I felt like that, especially once I got towards more being like a preteen. I remembered people started to say things to me like, enjoy that ice cream. Well, you can, you won't be young and able to eat ice cream all the time forever. 
and stuff like that where it's like ah, you just feel like the second you turn 13 your childhood is almost over and it feels like it's so fleeting and it feels like you don't appreciate it enough when you're in it you know you take it for granted and then all of a sudden you're grown up and you're living on your own and you're like why didn't I enjoy it more but we don't have to feel that way we don't have to sit here and dwell in the past and wish that we enjoyed it more wish we could go back we can still do the things that we did in our childhood that brought us joy. Like I just said, going and playing dress up at a department store, watching the shows that you watched as you were a kid, buying an outfit that you know your kid self would have loved. For me, it's doing my makeup the way I think kid me would have loved if she knew that graphic liner existed, if she knew that this style of makeup was possible for her. I think she would have absolutely loved it. Same with my funky earrings. Kid me loved a good pair of funky Claire's earrings but I, I didn't have that many of them because I was buying them with my own money. Now I'm an adult with adult money, not a ton of it, but with adult money, and I buy funky earrings for myself all the time. And it's great. And like I said, it doesn't always need to be something you purchase, okay? Go to Marshalls, don't buy a dang thing, okay? You're just trying things on. We're just trying on funky outfits and then we're putting them back, unless you find something you really want, in which case, buy it for yourself for sure, I support you. You're gonna know what feels best for you. If there's something from your childhood that you really wish you had and never had and you still desire it, buy it now. Or even if you don't buy it, just go check it out. If there's a toy you really wanted when you were a kid, go to the freaking toy store and play with it. Check it out. Do whatever you gotta do to satisfy that part of you that is longing for something. Another absolutely free way that I like to heal my inner child is through movement. I'm sure a lot of us can recall as kids being a little too rambunctious, you know, and I don't blame my parents for saying that, you know, I was definitely the kid to be dancing in the grocery store and driving my mom nuts because she was like, oh my gosh, you're gonna knock something over, you're like getting the shopping cart everywhere, so totally understandable, but I just always had so much energy that I needed to exert. And now, as an adult, I have been doing dance workout videos for my exercise in the morning where I literally get to start every day with dancing. And sometimes I do it in the middle of the afternoon just for a little energy release and I took dance classes as a kid so it really just feels like healing a part of me that always felt like oh I'm too rambunctious you know I'm a little I'm being a little too much for this setting right now I can't exert my energy the way I want to now as an adult I work from home I'm in my own apartment and I'm exerting my energy in whatever way feels good to me so yeah it doesn't need to be expensive things you don't need to buy yourself anything to heal your inner child you can just do things that make you feel good get your energy out run around it's so funny that like we as kids and especially babies especially when you're like young enough you can't even talk we are so good at completing the stress cycle for ourselves exerting our energy by physically moving our bodies shaking our arms and legs, screaming, crying, yelling, like we are just so good at getting that energy out. But the older we get, the more we adhere to societal rules and we push it all down. We hold it all in. We know we can't scream in public anymore. We're not gonna flail our arms in a meeting because our boss might think that's weird. And we just continue to push all of these things down. And I'm not telling you to go into your next meeting and scream. I <laughs> 
for sure I'm not giving you that advice, but I think it's really cool to give yourself some time to get those feelings out when you're alone, especially at home. I've been doing that a lot lately. I notice that when it gets to a certain point in the afternoon, like literally right now, it's like 4 p.m., I have so much pent up energy in me and it feels like I can't focus and I just wanna scroll on my phone, which I know is not gonna make me feel better. So instead, I'll pop in my headphones and walk around and start dancing to a song and just shake my energy out. Sometimes I'm not even dancing, I'm just shaking and it feels so good. I actually shared that as my coping mechanism last week, putting in my headphones, turning the music up loud enough that I can't hear anything else and just dancing around for anything. It's such a good energy release. It feels so good. It feels like I'm healing a part of myself that I used to push down and I love it. I feel like I'm healing my inner child. Again, I know I use that phrase kind of vaguely. I know that if for people with more traumatic childhoods, there are actual things they might need to work through. And I highly recommend if you feel like you have unresolved trauma from your childhood to seek out a therapist because they are out there. There are good ones. I know it can be kind of intimidating. I personally have gone through a couple therapists before I found a therapist that I really clicked with. So I encourage you not to be discouraged if the first one isn't a good fit. If you have something about yourself that you want to work on and you want to work through, there is somebody out there for you and you just got to keep looking. Most of them will do a consultation for free too. So definitely ask about that. If you don't see something online, say, hey, can we just talk for like 15 minutes so I can figure out if this is a good fit? Because even with insurance, sometimes therapy can be expensive. So I just wanted to throw that in there for you because if you are feeling like healing my inner child's gonna take a lot more than just watching a TV show and going to Marshalls and trying on cute dresses, hey, I understand and I fully encourage you to get that help that you need. All right, now it's time for one of my favorite segments, which is the coping mechanism of the week. I have a new toy that I've been using to help cope with my anxiety. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'm holding it on the screen now. If you're not watching on YouTube, basically I got this fidget toy, it's called, off of Amazon. It looks like a deck of cards. It's really funny. It looks like a little ace and it's these two magnetic plates and you can spread them apart you can like click them I'll try to see if I can get you to hear the clicking noise when the two metal plates like go apart from each other it's kind of like feels like opening and closing a Zippo lighter I saw this on TikTok. I can't even lie I saw people using these on TikTok saying if you're someone that likes to just like flip a lighter open and closed Obviously, that's not always a safe thing to do because you could get lighter fluid and you could cause a fire. So I really like this toy. I like having something to do with my hands. And it's funny that it took me this long to buy myself a fidget toy as an adult because when I was in elementary school, I went to an awesome elementary school that readily let us use fidget toys. Granted, they were all like stress balls. I feel like that was a big thing in the early to mid 2000s is we just had a big bin of stress balls in all of my classes. and a lot of my teachers would let us use them while we were learning and it was amazing because all of these kids that we had all of this energy pent up that we only got like 20 minutes a day at recess to get all that energy out were finally able to channel that into something and you know it's just good for people with anxiety I remember there we had this one stress ball that was filled with sand and oh I used to love squeezing that one it felt so good so I'm very interested in looking into more fidget toys as an adult because something 
I do when I'm really anxious, not even consciously, but like if I'm really, really anxious, I will like dig my nails into my leg as hard as I can. And it hurts, so I don't want to do that all the time. It's, it's not even conscious. I just get so nervous that like I have to put my energy somewhere. So I'm trying to invest in more little handheld things. You know, this wasn't very expensive. I think this was like $10 on Amazon or something. I'll link it in the show notes and in the description so you can check it out if you want. But yeah, just having something to do with my hands. I would love to hear if you guys have any fidget toys because I want more of them. It's just so nice to have something in my hands. It even keeps me from scrolling on my phone sometimes. Like if I'm just sitting on the couch watching TV, you know us anxious brains. We love to have like six forms of media going at once. So I'll sit and be on my phone watching TikToks while I'm watching TV and it doesn't feel good for my brain. So lately when I've had the urge to do that, I've been trying to reach for my little fidget toy instead. That way my hands have something to do. That's another thing me and my therapist talked about I told her about how I have issues at night just being so glued to my phone because I get anxious And I just need something in my hands And so she's been suggesting different handheld activities for me like doing puzzles is another one I did this really cool diamond art project these little like beads that I stuck to a board I bought a crochet project that I haven't tried yet because it seems too intimidating but all of this to say something to do with your hands that isn't scrolling when you're anxious or isn't digging your nails into your legs like I do is a game changer. All right, now it's time for our last segment of the Hard Feelings podcast, which is the mental health song of the week. This is, of course, a song that I have been loving lately and I feel like relates to mental health. And today I want to talk to you about a Lucy Dacus song because I have been in my Lucy Dacus era lately. Lucy Dacus is her own individual artist, but she's also a member of the band Boy Genius. Today, I wanna talk about a song from her 2018 album, Historians, called The Shell. Now, The Shell in general can come off a little bit sad because it is all about how if she had the opportunity to separate her soul from her body, she would. And you know what? We've all been there, right? But I really like this song from a mental health perspective for a couple lines in particular. And one of them is, you don't wanna be a creator doesn't mean you've got nothing to say. Put down the pen, don't let it force your hand. I think that's so beautiful. How often do we all feel this incessant need to contribute something to society? I don't know about you guys, but especially as someone who is a creator, I do wanna be a creator, but even when I didn't, I just like always felt this pressure to do something important with my life, to do something to contribute to the world and feeling like if I didn't have something physical to show for that, that I wasn't doing that. So I just really like how this line says, like, you don't have to want to be a creator to have important things to say. You don't need to put content out there. I know this seems hypocritical because I'm literally putting content out there now, but I want to share this with you, okay? But you don't have to want to be a creator to say what's on your heart, to have something important to say. And I think that's beautiful. And I also like the line that says, you don't want to be a leader doesn't mean you don't know the way. Hold your hand walk on without a plan. Freaking beautiful. That one hits really hard for me because I have often said that. I, I don't want to be a leader. I don't 
always like the pressure of responsibility of being in charge of other people. I really did not enjoy managing when I did it. And I would just always say like, I guess I just don't like leading. Like I, I you know, and I was kind of ruining my confidence even more by saying like, I'm just not a leader. I'm just not a leader. So I love this line says, you don't have to be a leader to know the way. You don't want to be a leader doesn't mean you don't know the way. Hold your hand and go on without a plan. Oh my gosh, that one hits even harder. I'm such a planner. I am such a like need to know as, as a highly anxious person, need to know every single detail before I jump into anything new or else it's gonna be disaster. At least that's what my brain tells me. So I love that she says like, it's okay, walk on without a plan. Hold your own hand, you can do it. Trust yourself. I think that is really beautiful. I highly recommend you guys listen to The Shell by Lucy Dacus because it is such a good song. All right, friends, and that's gonna be it from me today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Hard Feelings, a mental health podcast. I had so much fun talking to you about healing your inner child today. Again, to reiterate, healing your inner child is for everyone. You could start now, whether you're my age, maybe you're in your late 20s, or if you're older than me, if you're younger than me, anybody can heal their inner child at any time. I plan on working on healing my inner child for the rest of my life and I'm interested to see how that changes as I get older. So yeah, definitely let me know what you've been doing to heal your inner child. If it's something you've been working on or if it's something you want to do, leave me a comment on YouTube. Rate and review this podcast if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I would appreciate your ratings so much and your feedback so much. And I thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. New episodes every Friday. Bye.